When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. As always, I'm Justin Michael. And we're mostly going to be talking hoops today, going to go over the upcoming matchup with New Mexico. That, of course, will tip off on Wednesday, 8 p.m. at Moby Arena. Going to talk about what's happening around the conference as a whole. League looks pretty good. There have been some, a few sleeper teams, I guess. I don't know. I was a lot higher on Wyoming and Fresno State than the uh, preseason media poll was. But those two teams look really, really legit. So we're going to get into that. And then we're going to dive into the most recent CSU football commit. The Rams picked up a transfer from the Big Ten. So a lot of stuff happening, a lot of stuff to dive into. Something to keep in mind for our homeowners with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, you know how stressful trying to buy a house is right now. If you've attempted this process, you know exactly what I'm talking about. The housing market, it's absurd. Let Mike and Virginia Chevalier take the burden off this extremely difficult process. They're going to alleviate so much stress. Just take some of that worry off your plate. They have a fun perk for DNVR listeners. If you go to dnvrmortgage.com, you can enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. As mortgage brokers, they're able to shop over a dozen lenders with many different products to find the right fit for you. They want their borrowers to know who they're working with, not feel bounced around. They take the time to help their borrowers be as informed as they want every step of the way. And most importantly, they're going to take that burden off you so you can focus on your home being a home, not just a house. Again, go to dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat, get set up with that free consultation, or you can call Mike directly at 970-412-2472. That's 970-412-2472. Or one last time, just go to dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. All right, there were a couple of decent games tonight. Boise State took down Air Force. They're on a 10-game win streak, currently sit at the top of the conference at 4-0 in, in league play, 13-4 overall. We also had Fresno State took down Utah State. Utah State at 1-4. I mean, it's, it's probably too early to write them off completely. But they're probably playing for the uh, for the Mountain West tournament at this point. Just tough to come back from a from a one in four record at this point. You know the the league is super top heavy. Like I said, Boise State four and zero in the league, thirteen and four overall. They sit at the top, but Wyoming's thirteen and two. They're two and zero. They're on a four game win streak. San Diego State's ten and three. They're two and zero in the league. 
CSU's 13 and 1, 3 and 1 in the league. And then you have Fresno State, who's 13 and 4 and 3 and 1 in the conference. And I I felt like they should have been getting a little bit more preseason respect than they were just with Orlando Robinson coming back. They played really hard at the end of last season. I mean, they were a they were a tricky team. It was one of those situations. I think CSU was fortunate that that was one of the first teams that they got to play in conference play in that weird series because they figured it out over time and they definitely are playing really, really well now, led by Orlando Robinson. He's one of the most difficult covers in the conference. The dude can just score on you. You know, it's so tough to cover him. He's freakishly athletic and he has really good touch. I mean, he finishes around the hoop, which is, you know, kind of something that the CSU big men have struggled with at times. The other thing about Fresno is is they can just go lockdown on you defensively. I mean, they were actually trailing by 10 at halftime, outscored Utah State by 17 in the second half. They scored 40 points, held Utah State to 23. Just a really, really impressive win. Held Justin Bean to 10 points, John Bearstow to 12. So did really just did a good job of, of dealing with that Utah State front court. Uh, the, the Aggies were missing Brock Miller again, so they they need his scoring. It's it's clear that they need his presence. They've they've struggled to have somebody just kind of create without him. Um, but a, but a big win for Fresno State nonetheless. Orlando Robinson. It actually you know offensively he only had 11 points, but where he made the ultimate difference in this one was on the glass. He had 13 total rebounds, also had six assists. He's an underrated passer and three blocks defensively. So. They just they have a great presence down low, and I'm really intrigued to see how CSU kind of matches up with them, and and that's really I think the the key for for Wyoming as well is just you know obviously Graham Ek has just been a stud. The dude is a, an absolute monster in the paint, and he's can just kind of get to the rim whenever he wants. I think Robinson is a more polished player. I also think that Fresno State is just a little bit deeper, and I think that's going to help them come Mountain West tournament time. I mean those. One of the things I was I was talking about the other day with somebody about Wyoming is just yes, they're really, really nasty on a night to night basis. I would say they're probably as dangerous as anybody. You know, they can go off, they can hang with anyone, but when you only play seven guys, it's it's really tough to make a legitimate run in the Mountain West tournament because you just it's too much basketball in, in too short of a period. You can do it. I mean, CSU, they made a run to the Mountain West tournament with basically seven guys you know, in the, the final season with Gian Clavel and Emmanuel Magbo, but you could tell they were just out of gas by that championship game against Nevada. It, again, you know, it's just, it's really tough to win the Mountain West tournament with only seven dudes. Anyways, I'm not going to go on and on about Wyoming and <laughs> how good I think the, the Cowboys are, but they are deep. And, and there's a reason that preseason I, I projected CSU to split with them. If you can find a way to sweep them, that's going to be huge, especially from a metric standpoint, because Net loves Wyoming and Kempom is starting to grow on them a little bit as well. When I was actually looking at the Mountain West Conference all Kempom team, and as of now, it would be Orlando Robinson, David Roddy, Graham E.K., Justin Bean, and Matt Bradley. And that is one, a beefy-ass lineup, you know? <laughs> Good luck trying to play bully ball against them. I, I would really enjoy watching that group, you know, get some run together <laughs> in like an exhibition scenario. But um, I just brought that up to kind of just point out how many good players there are, especially in the post in the Mountain West. And I would say top to bottom, this conference is as deep as it's been in years. And that's really encouraging to see. But it also means that, you know, the next six weeks or so as CSU gets to the the Mountain West tournament are going to be really challenging. I mean, you're going to have to play some really tough games. 
The top teams have all been really good at home. I think it's going to be a fun finish in the Mountain West. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this all shakes out. And then Vegas should just be electric. I mean, you're going to have like five teams, I would say, that are potentially capable of winning it. I mean, obviously San Diego State and CSU, but as dismissive as I am of Wyoming, I guess you could throw them in as a team just talent-wise. But, you know, I, I would say Fresno State has a pretty good chance. You never know with a team like Nevada just because the way Sherfield can score. But, you know, you got five, six teams that are that are going to be in the mix. And there's going to be some other teams that are just capable of of throwing a wrench in some things and upsetting. You know, Utah State, they're struggling at the moment. But with the with the experience that they have on that roster, it wouldn't shock me to see them make a run in the Mountain West tournament. You just got to get there, you know? Sometimes, sometimes it's weird. In that 2007 season, Tim Miles' first year at CSU, they didn't win a single regular season conference game, but they did win a game in the Mountain West tournament. So you just, you never know what to expect. I love it. I absolutely love the Mountain West tournament. It's one of my favorite events. I, I didn't get to go out to Vegas last year. And it was the, the first time I hadn't been there in like five or six years. And it was just, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. So really, really looking forward to getting back out there this year. It's, it's going to be a blast. Um, but we've got a lot of basketball to go before we get there. And obviously Wednesday night, New Mexico is coming to town seven and 10 overall. Oh, and four in the conference. And you know, New Mexico is one of those teams. They, they can get hot. They're actually in conference games. Only the best three point shooting team in the league right now at like 39% as a team, which is really, really good. The thing is, is New Mexico just, they've had no interest in playing defense at any point this season. They have been, brutal on that end of the floor um you know it's it's one of those things where they're they're in flux you know you've got a first year coach and and baby patino down there and i think he's a really good coach and i think he's going to do good things what he was able to establish at minnesota was was impressive i mean it was established success i was probably a little too critical of him initially just because i wanted tim miles to get that job and i still think culturally and just understanding the league, it, it would have made a lot of sense for them to go with Miles. But Patino, you know, he has that established resume, NCAA tournament appearance with the Gophers, a couple of them. And, you know, you just get some brand recognition from bringing in a Patino. No, he's not his dad. He's not Rick, who's probably, I don't know, a year or two away from landing another big job. Maybe even after this year, if he takes Iona to the NCAA tournament and makes a run or something, somebody else is going to going to take a fire on old Rick Patino, and honestly, they probably should. It's not like he's the, the only one out there cheating. If, if, if anything has been proven the last couple of years, it's that it's rampant amongst college basketball. And the truth is, is the NCAA just doesn't really do much about it. They occasionally throw the book at someone, but I mean, Will Wade's still at LSU. You know, Kansas is still, <laughs> still fine. Like it's, it's clear that they just don't really care. So why should Rick face you know this giant penalty that nobody else seems to don't get me wrong you know he cheated but but the whole school knew it and he's just kind of the scapegoat in that situation and i don't know i just i think there's some irony there so i think for as good of a college basketball coach as he is i don't think any you know if you're a blue blood i don't think you're gonna really have a problem bringing in patino at this point anyways i got i got way sidetracked here so going back to richard patino and the new mexico lobos Offensively, I'd say they're probably a more complete team than San Jose State, Jamal Mashburn, Jalen House, KJ Jenkins, a nice little trio. All those guys have, have really shot the three well in league games. They just 
they're not deep. And, and like I said, they don't play a lick of defense. They don't play it consistently, at least. 340th in points allowed per game. Dead last in the Mountain West at 81.3 points allowed per game in, in conference games. Ken Palm ranks UNM 258th in defensive efficiency. Um, currently has CSU winning this one 82 to 71. So pretty pretty comfortable win for CSU. Although I, I'll be interested to see what that spread is in the morning because I would guess CSU ends up being more than 11 point favorite over New Mexico. I'm guessing more like 14. But that's, you know, me totally just throwing a dart at the wall. This is, uh, this is a game where I think you would like to see CSU built off what they established against San Jose State. Again, you're going up against another inferior opponent, this time at home. You know, it's State Pride Night. Jay Norvell is going to be in the house. The, the atmosphere should be electric. I just think you want to see another really solid defensive game from the Rams and another game where the ball movement looks as good as it did against San Jose State. I mean, it was gorgeous. I, I really think that was the first time since... Yeah, they're still individually, I think, kind of getting back in a rhythm after that break. But as a team, I would say that was the, the best offensive performance following the the COVID break, obviously. And, you know, like I said, New Mexico, they don't play any defense. You know, they they shouldn't be racking up turnovers unless the Rams are playing sloppy and, you know, just not kind of locked in. So I think it's a good test for the Rams to kind of see how focused they are. Can you keep this up and, and take care of business? Because you're in a a pretty winnable stretch of your schedule right now. You've got New Mexico. Air Force is, is tough again. They fought Boise hard tonight, and, and they're going to always be tricky as a, a team that would just love to play spoilers. And then you've got Nevada and UNLV. Both of those games pretty winnable. You know, you got to worry about Sherfield at Nevada getting hot, but outside of him, they just they don't really have the horses to, to go 40 minutes, I don't think. And then that, that big-time game, Monday, January 31st, up in Laramie. That one's going to be really tough, but if you can go into that one, you know, at winning these next four, and, and that would be a six-game winning streak overall, you're going to be sitting pretty, and even if you end up dropping a tough one at Laramie, which is possible, you know, it's definitely possible, you're, you're still in the thick of things from a conference contender standpoint. You absolutely do not want to underestimate anybody or overlook anybody, but, you know, I think you can kind of use this time period to to refine some things on both ends of the floor, and then you know, starting with that game against Wyoming, you've got a really tough stretch of at Wyoming, home against San Diego State, Nevada, Fresno State, UNLV, Wyoming again, and then you have to go to Utah State. So pretty, pretty tough stretch after that. I think if, like I said, you can go in on a nice six game winning streak before you even get to that stretch, you're, you're going to be in the thick of things. You know, maybe Wyoming comes down to earth at some point as they start playing some of these other better teams, but <laughs> they look pretty good. You know, I don't want to be dismissive of the pokes. All right, make sure that you keep up with all of my coverage of the New Mexico game, the Air Force matchup as well. We'll have takeaways, you know, post-game pods, all of the stuff that I tend to do. Let's move on, though. Let's talk recruiting. Let's talk college football. Before we do that, though, we are on to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is celebrating a huge odds boost for new customers. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5, get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer, you can still get in on the action of the divisional round with the same game parlay. This is where you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. 
Use the promo code DNVR to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet $5, win $280 if your team wins. That promo code DNVR for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, I also want to shout out my friends over at Lightshade Dispensary. Specifically, I want to talk about the Wana Optimal's Fastest Sleep Gummy. This is a 20 to 100 THC to CBD ratio, so five times as much CBD than THC. It's more about relaxation, less about the psychoactiveness. You don't need to catch up on some shut-eye after the big game. No matter when you take them, this well-rounded recipe will leave you feeling rested, refreshed in the morning. Over-the-counter pharmaceuticals knock you out with powerful drugs that leave you in a fog. Wana Optimal's fastest sleep gummies offer a holistic, plant-based solution that tackles around the cause of sleeplessness, like stress and pain, rather than simply in- inducing drowsiness, which is you know, pretty much just putting a band-aid on the problem, not fixing it. The fast-acting sleep aid will have you feeling sleepy in 5 to 10 minutes. The carefully calibrated formula contains 10 milligrams of CBD, just a hint of THC, plus some melatonin, and the rare cannabinoids CBG and CBN, which help relieve stress, stiffness, and discomfort. Oh, and did I mention that it's a dreamberry flavor? So it's delicious. You can find the Wana Gummies at Colorado's premier dispensary, which is Light Shade. There are currently 10, soon to be 11, convenient Denver Metro and Aurora locations. They offer something for everyone from the casual consumer to the connoisseur. Lightshade has a premium selection of cannabis concentrates, top, sh- uh, top shelf flower, excuse me, edibles, tinctures, accessories, and more. Podcast listeners can get 25% off non-sale items when you use the code DNVR. Order at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a Lightshade location near you. All right, all right, all right. Seem to be losing my voice a little bit, so we're going to wrap this one up with a little bit of recruiting talk. CSU football picked up a verbal from a Big Ten transfer on Monday. CJ Onyeki, 6'1", 250-pound edge rusher out of Rutgers. He is coming over to Fort Collins for his final season of eligibility. Going back to 2017, he has played in 43 total games, mostly a rotational guy, but he did have one start this season. Uh, Over the course of his career, he had 87 total tackles so far, 12 and a half for loss, five sacks, and a fumble recovery. Like I said, he did make one start this past season against Temple, had three tackles in that game. His best performance on the season, at least statistically, was against Delaware. He had four total tackles in that one, one for loss, and a sack. He had 28 tackles in 11 games in 2021. So a nice depth piece, you know, potentially a guy that you could bring over and maybe against you know, slightly less, uh, I don't just, you're going up against smaller offensive linemen, you know, maybe against smaller offensive linemen, he's able to establish some success out here. Kind of like the way that Scott Patchen was able to, you know, after coming over from Miami, I was really going to say against lower competition, but I don't know. That just feels dismissive. I mean, it is lower, a lower level of competition than the big 10, but I mean, also he played at Rutgers, you know, so it's not, it's not like we're adding, you know, a guy from Ohio State or something like that. That said, I'm I'm very, very excited to kind of see what he can do because CSU, they're losing a ton of experience in the trenches. I mean, Scott Patchen, Manny Jones, Toby McBride, those are guys that played a ton of snaps for you over the last 16 games. Adding a seasoned guy like on Yeki, it could be, you know, beneficial, you know. He hasn't been a superstar in his career, but he has been productive in a small role in the Power Five. 
you know, maybe a little bit smaller stage, he, he breaks out. I'm I'm interested to see what he can do uh, with the addition of Onyeki, CSU up to 16 FBS transfers for the 2022 class. They signed 11 during the early period. Five more have committed since. Um, I guess, you know, technically somebody could back out at the last moment, but everybody's commitment seems to be pretty firm. Um, another guy to kind of keep an eye out on is Velton Gardner, the former Kansas running back, was kind of projected to be the starter going into next season. He entered the transfer portal, have heard some rubblings that he could potentially be in the mix as well. 519 rush yards in his career, four rushing touchdowns. You know, mostly been a rotational guy, but he's only played in in nine games over the last two years. He would come over with multiple years of eligibility because he gets 2020 back. That's huge. You know, that's that's actually, I think he could come over with three years of eligibility because although he played in 10 games as a freshman, everyone gets 2020 back and he should get 2021 back because he only played in three games. So should come over with three years of eligibility if that happens. You know, we'll have to see kind of what happens with that situation, but have heard some rumblings that he could be in the mix. All right. I think that's that's all for today. I'm uh, I'm losing my voice. I don't know what the deal is. Got to hydrate up and, and figure it out. Keep up with all of my New Mexico coverage during the game, post game, all that fun stuff. Really looking forward to it. Thank you to everybody that continues to support all the content. You guys make the dream come true. Stay safe out there. Stay warm. Much love. Peace. Peaches out of Palisades, sweet as mama's marmalade. This shit sound like summer days, the windows down on harmony. The family band sing harmonies, my daddy played the drums. My mama slapped that bass, my sister sang these songs. Dancing under canopies, we thank the trees for all their leaves. We are just some drops of water, together make up seven seas. And one day I'll be like my father, one day I will learn to breathe. I'm choking on the thought that I am not the man I want to be.